My name is Jose Vizquerra. I am president and CEO for 03 Mining and multi-million ounce gold company with assets in Valdor, one of the best jurisdictions in the world. Jose, nice to see you again. Uh, good to be talking with you. Um, this series that we're looking at is uh, contrarian investing. And I wonder if you could just give me a few views, uh, a, a few th of your thoughts on where the market capitalization is relative to its peers, given the downturn that we've seen right across the sector, both over two years, you know, we, we've since the gold, the gold market peaked in 2020, and then we've had this further leg down in, um, in 2022 since the Ukraine war. Uh, or the tech sell-off. So could you just give me an overview of kind of how you see the market sentiment, please? Well, clearly by 2020, the market sentiment was uh, much better than now. Uh, reason why different companies were peaking and uh, gold prices were higher. Um, I don't have the precise answer why the gold price now is where it is, but I certainly believe that the gold price will have a bump as we get towards uh, 2023. And that has been following uh, even our own stock where we picked uh, by 2020. And now we are probably at the lowest levels that we have been uh, for the past uh, two years. And what do you think is going to be the, 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 the catalyst within the resources sector for interest to come back into the gold, um, the gold equities? Because let's say the gold price does start to move a bit, but... It doesn't necessarily mean that that the the equities are going to run. Well, I mean, so far the equities has been going together with the gold price. No, when the gold price has been uh, at their peak, uh, the equities have been going higher. And now that gold prices are way lower, uh, the different equities are trading lower. Um, so I I do think that there is a correlation there. What I don't understand yet is why the gold price has not rallied yet uh, with what's happening in the world. Uh, but clearly, with the interest rates being uh, increased by the Fed, this will certainly uh, affect the the world or the person in uh, of of of, of the, the walking person, if you want to call it, and uh, and eventually will be reflected in the in the gold price. But I, I like to think that I'm a contrarian investor. I like to uh, think that I can pick a theme or a uh, a view. And last year, I was pretty sure that 2022 was going to be a good year for gold. And so I bought some gold exploration um, companies. Uh, I bought some stock and I'm down. I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've lost quite a lot of money on that. Um, no, you have not lost because you have not sold it unless you sold it. No, I haven't sold. No, the, 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 the prices are done. You, you're doing the precisely what you have to be doing, what we're all doing which is preparing ourselves to buy now. So when the time comes and it goes up, then, uh, then, then you will make money and sell it. Then you will make money because you would sell it. And then you have the money in your pocket. Um, <laughs> that's the plan, my goodness. I often hear people saying that we need to see the kind of the majors coming in and buying these resource assets. I mean, it's almost cheaper now to buy, um, to buy a company than to go and explore for gold yourself. I mean, I mean, what's your what's your um, valuation on a, on a resource ounce at the moment? So we are essentially trading at an enterprise value of fifteen to twenty million dollars, depending on the date. Uh, clearly, this is uh, unfortunately for us uh, a moment where you can possibly you're essentially buying cash with the upside of the deposit that we have, which is one of the better deposits in the region uh, of Quebec, in Val d'Or. So 
I mean, clearly from a contrarian standpoint of view, if you were looking for an asset to maximize value as the gold price goes up, because it will go up, this is precisely the moment where you should be uh, accumulating uh, oath remining stock. Uh, and I said it with, with a lot of, uh, of, of assurance, because I mean, right now in moments like this, cash is king. And what we have right now precisely is cash. Um, so I think this is a, a good moment where you can take uh, a risk in, in with, with not a lot of risk in a sense, with the uh, with the company we're running now, have you have you slowed down your drilling program to conserve cash? I mean, you, um, you, you, the the plan was to drill eighty four thousand meters during the year. Um, have you kind of reached a point where you've drilled I don't know fifty five thousand meters or something, and thought actually now it's time to well um, the, to take the, care of the market conditions? Correct. So the the program was essentially to convert everything from inferred to measured and indicated and finalize the pre-feasibility study, which has been finished by November. Um, so right now we are moving towards the feasibility study, but in that regard, we do not have to spend more money into the drilling. So we are really focusing right now on expanding the drilling, essentially to explain to our investors that what we have on the pre-feasibility is just the base on where we're going to keep building something that will be even much better than what we have seen. What I mean by that is we have right now 10 years of production for 160,000 ounces average, which makes or give us a net present value of $463 million net present value. But if we have more inferred resources, then that means that we will have more mine for the next couple of years, which means that we could be moving from $463 million net present value to $700 million net present value. So we're just focusing on expanding the resources right now. We are very conscious of, of the scarcity of cash and therefore uh, we do not have as, as aggressive budget as we had uh, on the previous years. You, you, you talk about uh, adding to the NPV of, a, of an asset, but if you add mine life, you know the the future cash flow gets very heavily discounted, so it's it's typically not, not the not, not after not not after so it does after year fifteen, but the difference between year ten and year fifteen is actually uh, pretty substantive. Okay, okay, um, but e even with that, I, I often th think that the people that the equity market doesn't appreciate kind of long life assets, but the resources sector does, as in the, the industry likes that or understands the power of continued cash flow over uh, many years. And on that basis, and often, you know, you see, you need to see kind of um, consolidation or producers coming in and buying assets as a trigger for um, and actually, this leads back to my earlier question about you know what's the what's going to cause the, the the share price to go up. It's almost um, you almost need that um, consolidation, the the takeover premium to kind of be established back in the market before you see these um, the, the the juniors and the developers, the explorer developer companies running. Um, do, do you do you do you see that happening at all? Do you see any indication of the mid tier producers looking? to pick up long life assets? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, even in the region where we are, uh, we're right now going through the buyout from Goldfields to Yamana, which is happening uh, as we speak, will be finished in the next couple of weeks. 
So clearly there is some movement in the, uh, in the region, no? But that's not at the, that hasn't come down the food chain, so to speak. You know, that's kind of mid-tier to, or large cap to mid-tier. I mean, it's, it's when it kind of filters through to the, to the junior developers that um, could be a trigger. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that will come. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. I think people need to solve their, their, own, uh, their own things before they, they move. Uh, if we put things into consideration, the two major companies that are around, at least the area where we operate, are Agnico, which recently finished a deal with Kirkland Gold, which they are probably mm. just moving all the pieces that they need in order to be back into, into track, if you want to call it. And uh, Goldfields is uh, just in the, mi- in the middle of, uh, of a takeover with Yaman. So I think it's important that we are seeing this and, and then it will trickle as you, as you explained. I prefer to, to move the things uh, on what we can do rather than expecting that something comes. If something happens from a takeover standpoint of view, that's okay, but we cannot be waiting for that to happen for us to move. We have to execute on a plan, which is to put this into production by 2026. So the, the, the plan is production by 2026. You, in your presentation, you've got a number of kind of milestones in the, in the months ahead, um, environmental permitting, feasibility study into 2023 do you do you can you see that in in your company or perhaps in other companies that there's that there's a change in value uh ascribed to the asset once it has got it's de-risked i mean we do these studies the pre-feasibility study the feasibility study for a reason but do you expect to see that in the valuation um of the stock a hundred thousand percent. Worldwide, we see that permitting is one of the difficult things uh, in any mining project. Doesn't matter where you are. Uh, we're very privileged to be in Quebec, where we know that permits take some time, but we know what are the steps that you have to follow, and you finally get the permits. But having the permits definitely put you in a very difficult, different position. First of all, because you can actually deal with the banks and start thinking about how you're going to finance this. And also will bring the attention of uh, other players because once you're ready to build, it's a totally different story. Have you had any kind of change in your relationship with the market since the pre-feasibility study has been published? I mean, has has that de-risking it um, had had any impact on the conversations you've been able to have with funds or with with, with any any level of kind of shareholder of your shareholder base? Yeah, I mean, when when you have a pre-feasibility ready uh, as we have, you have a different conversations certainly with the different financiers, the guys that will be helping you to build the mine. And, uh, and of course, from, from the different companies, major companies that are looking at your company uh, or mid-tier companies, right? I mean, those companies that are already into production, they appreciate much more those assets that has been de-risked and uh, they do their homework. No? But it doesn't relate, doesn't, it doesn't transfer into kind of shareholder, share price performance in the short term necessarily, but it, it, it comes. Well, it will not. It will not. And, uh, and, and, and we know this. I mean, the Lassonde curve or, uh, or the Simon Schulich curve, whatever you want to call it, uh, has been showing this for, for ages. Uh, we, we don't yeah. have to bend the pill here. We, we know exactly what's going to happen. This is going to be maintained as we speak. And uh, as soon as the, this keeps moving in, in, the, in the food chain, we'll go up again. Or in the middle, uh, we could find a discovery and then that will shift the curve or a major intermediate company could uh, 
could take the chance to acquire us, which is also a possibility. You know? So why why as a, why would a contrarian investor want to buy um, um, O3 mining today? Why not wait until the end of 2023 when perhaps the feasibility studies come out? I don't know if you would want to call it a contrarian investor, but a smart investor will know that fundamental value matters and that cash is king and whomever has cash will be the one that will prevail. We have a lot of cash. We have very good ounces in one of the best jurisdictions in the world. So if you want to make money, you will be investing right now because you know that the very worst that could happen right now is that someone comes and take us over for a 40 to 60% premium. So what, what are your chances of losing something? Very little. Jose, you've put it very succinctly. Thank you very much for your time. That's great. Thank you so much for your time.